Okay, first Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. Okay, we'll start there. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. Can everybody say rare? Rare. And there were not many visions. Hebrews 6, 19 through 20, it says, We have this hope. Everybody say hope. hope. As anchor for the soul. Say anchor. Firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. And then 1027, I just want to say this phrase. My sheep hear my voice. If you belong to God, you hear his voice and you know his voice. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that your word is our anchor for our souls. Will you help us to live lives hearing your word personally each day? Teach us to hear your voice through the scriptures. God, Lord, break the familiarity that allowed your people, your sons and daughters, God, to treat your word with contempt and not to honor and prioritize your word in our lives. God, your word has become too familiar. And as the phrase says, the familiarity breeds contempt. Forgive us. And today, may your people, each one from young ones to the old, as they hear the preached word, may they hear the spoken word of God. May they hear what you are saying to them. May they not hear the words of Sonny, but may they hear your voice through your scripture. Position us, God, to hear your word and to prior prioritize your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Now, I'm going to have you imagine with me as I preach. Can you do that? I just have a very simple word, a very simple word. But as I was preparing to preach this, I was a little bit afraid because I have a very common word. My encouragement is so common that if I just say it, most of you, probably including myself, will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? When something is too familiar... We don't want to hear it anymore. So today, I want you to kind of focus with me and imagine with me and not allow the spirit of familiarity to keep you from hearing the word of God for you. Amen? So imagine yourself as a boat on the ocean of life. You and I, we're like boats. The size, maybe a singles, you're just a little boat. Maybe families with a lot of children, you're the middle-sized boat. And maybe some of you, I know some of you, like Justin, like you have a corporation that you have to run, that you have a big ship 
because so many people, their, their lives are dependent upon your business, right? And so you could be a big ship or you could be a small boat, but you're a boat in the ocean of life, okay? Imagine that, okay? And imagine a ship, a boat, without an anchor in the ocean. What would happen? It would be at the mercy of the wind and the waves, tossed around in every direction, unable to find its bearings. Every ship has an anchor. I ordered it. Thank God it's not too heavy, right? Anchor, right? Anchor has two parts. It has an anchor, but this anchor has to be connected to a rope so that this rope is connected to your boat. I'm here to say, the word of the Lord is like an anchor on your boat. If you live your lives without the word of God, you're like a boat in the ocean without an anchor tossed to and fro, any difficult situations, any wind and the waves, you'll be tossed and you'll be like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's going on. Does God even love me? What's going on? Imagine a boat without an anchor, guys. I never change. I'm same. But God doesn't do it. You're a boat without an anchor. You're not at the same place. Without an anchor, what you once believed, you don't believe anymore. You understand? What, what God says about sexuality, what God says about your destiny, what God says about church, what God says about his words, his truth, what you once believed, if you don't have an anchor, you're drifted away and you find yourself, I don't know if I believe that anymore. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We need an anchor. Now, what did I say spiritually what the anchor was? The word of the Lord. There's written word of God right here. Scripture. I, use your imagination. Scripture, the Bible, is this. It's important. It's important that you value the word of God and you position yourselves daily to go to the word of God. Because you know what I see people doing? They just go to the word of God, they just read. Routine, they just read. And if I ask, what is the Lord saying to you? Uh -huh. You just have this, but it's not connected. It's not personable. And then there's other people, they never go to the word of God. They're missing this heavy object. All they have is personal, personal, personal. And they're like, I need a word from the Lord. <laughs> Nothing. What is God saying? He has forsaken me. He's not saying anything. He's not, do He's not doing anything. And you're just a rope. Tossed to and fro. What's important? This represents a personal word, a spoken word of God. What is God saying to you now, today, in your situation? Are you where you're at because of the word of the Lord? Or, I don't know, I'm just living my life. 
Are you in relationship because of the personal word that is based on the written word of God? Or are you living lives like a boat without an anchor just drifting here wherever the wind takes you, wherever the waves take you? Hmm? We need both. We need both. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. You know what that means? It means that every day you listen. You listen to God. The scripture says, my sheep hear my voice. It's supposed to be normal for you to hear God's voice. If you're not sure what God is saying, it's because you're not anchored. Hearing God's voice shouldn't be too hard. I bet Alethea knows my voice. And so even when she's at church, I mean at school, and she's about to get into something, she'll probably hear my voice. The Word of God, we've got to position ourselves daily. You've got to prioritize daily. Set a time. Set a time. If you don't set a time, you're not honoring. You're not highly regarding the Word of God. And then when you spend time in the Word of God, don't just read it. Ask the Lord. Fight the good fight of faith. What are you saying to me in this situation? Now you're tying the Word of God to your life. And now you can lay it down every day, anchored. I always choose one verse. I write it down every day. And then Benjamin does something or doesn't do, any, doesn't do something I asked him to do. Or I'm worried about Alethea, or I get a phone call, or I get a nasty text. I don't know. Life happens. You know what I do? I anchor back. You know how I anchor back? I go back to that scripture that God gave me. I go back to it. Because if I don't anchor myself in the word of God, personal word of God, based on the written word of God, I, even as a pastor, will be tossed to and fro. Now, I want to talk about 1 Samuel. There are three characters in 1 Samuel. Eli the priest, Samuel the, the, the child who ministers in the, in the sanctuary under Eli, and Phineas, Eli's son. Now, I'm going to talk about what's happening here so that you would find yourselves in these three characters and if you find anything in these characters, God is giving you a personal word, what you need to be doing. Because if you find yourself in any of these characters, that means you've been a boat on the ocean of life without an anchor. You haven't used your anchor. So God wants you to wake you up, wake me up, so that we would use the anchor so we will not be tossed to and fro. You hear me? 1 Samuel 3.1, it says that the word of the Lord was rare. Everybody say rare. rare. And if you read chapter 3, Samuel is trying to sleep, and he hears an audible voice, Samuel. And then he gets up, yes, Eli. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. So he goes back to sleep. So he tries to sleep. He hears an audible voice. Samuel, he gets up. Oh, yes, Eli. Do you see any characteristics of 
Samuel, even if, even if he didn't recognize that voice as God, he immediately reacted, responded to the call. And Eli said, oh, it must be God. Because Eli's thinking, I remember when God used to call me. Samuel, next time you hear the voice calling you, say, Lord, here I am. Speak for your servant is listening, okay? So he said, okay. So Samuel goes back trying to sleep, and he hears Samuel, and so he says, Lord, speak for your servant is listening. And God speaks something very specific about Eli and his family, and it's not a good word. Go home and read it. Well, maybe I'll tell you about it a little bit. God said, I'm going to judge Eli's household because Eli, this kind of made me sad, right? Because Eli didn't do what he was supposed to do. If you look at chapter 2, the word of God says his sons were not right before God. They treated the Lord with contempt. They had no regard for the Lord. I have a scripture right here. It says, right, 1 Samuel 2.12, they had no regard. And then verse 17, it says, they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. At that time, when people brought sacrifice, they would burn it up, burn the fat. That was an aroma, sweet aroma, pleasing offering to God. And then they would boil the meat, and the, every priest that worked in the sanctuary would bring a big fork and they would put it in the pan and whatever meat came up with it was their portion for that day. And they were to take that and eat it with his family. But Phineas and his brother, even before the, 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 the fat was burned, he said, I want the raw meat. Give me the raw meat. No, no, wait until we offer this to God. You have to wait until we boil this. And he, and he said, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to take it by force. How many Christians live like that? The word of the Lord, there's a certain way he wants us to live our lives, but we want to take it the way we want it. We have no regard for the Lord. We treat God with contempt. He sacrificed with contempt. And you know why I think that happened? The word of the Lord was rare in those seasons. Rare? Everybody say rare. rare. And they treated the Lord with contempt. Say contempt. I realized whatever you have plenty of, you become familiar. And what does the phrase say? Familiarity breeds what? Contempt. That's why I tell Benjamin, I know you're a powerful preacher, Benjamin. You're one of the best in the world. But you can't preach every Sunday because your voice becomes too familiar to our people. Sometimes you got to let me preach. Sometimes you got to let other people preach. Seriously. Whatever we treat with contempt, it's because it's, we have plenty. And we take it for granted. How many of you, when you were teenagers, treated your mom with 
lack of love. <laughs> How many times did you, you just took her for granted? She'll always be there for you. Whatever is plentiful, after a while we become too familiar. And the word of God becomes too familiar. Phineas and his brothers grew up under Eli, the high priest. And the word of the Lord and serving God, coming to church, has become just normal daily thing, and it became too familiar. Eh, do we really have to do this? Is sex outside of marriage really sin? Sexuality, is it really wrong? To like the same gender? Come on. Come to reality, Pastor. You're old school. Things that are too familiar, it breeds content. And so now, when was the last time you spent time, personal time, in the Word of God? Content. When you have contempt for someone or something, you no longer regard it with honor. You no longer value it. And so you know the truth, that this is the truth. You know this is the living word of God. It's in every boat. You probably own more than one at home. You see how big it is now? I can't read it unless it's large print but it's heavy to take around, you know? The word of the Lord has become too familiar that we don't have high regard to it anymore. And not only did they treat the Lord with contempt, you know what else they did? They took the raw meat. You know what else they did? They came to church and they had sex in the front with women. They just don't care. They just live whatever their flesh wants. Whatever they desire, they gave it to themselves. So there's Phineas. Now there's Eli. When I think about Eli, it breaks my heart. I want to protect me from becoming like Eli. But it's hard because we all get there. Somehow we have to shift from, if you've been a believer for a long time, somehow you need God's help to go from Eli back to being a Samuel. Eli, he's old. He's like 99. He could barely see. And you know what happens when you've been serving the Lord and believing rightly for a long time and life happens and your sons don't listen and the people don't do the right and you try to teach them right and you know what happens? You become weary. There's so many weary Christians. Ah, you know the truth. You know what you need to do, but you don't have any motivation or strength to do it. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, God sends a prophet to Eli. Eli, why do you honor your sons more than me? You know what they're doing is wrong, but you're not correcting them. Eli knows, but he's weary. Today, God wants to speak to some weary souls. God, I want to live for you. I want to do what is right, but I'm so tired. 
Hmm? You know what's scary? Is they go to war and they lose. And they want the personal word. Why did we lose? So they said, go get, go get the Ark of the Covenant. And so Phineas and his brothers bring the Ark to the battlefield. And you know what happens? They get killed. And the Ark of the Covenant that represents the presence of God is taken by Philistines. And then, you know, a messenger brings the message and Eli hears it. And he falls and he dies. And when Phineas's wife hears the news and she goes into birth, she names her son Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. How many of us in this generation were living where the glory has departed and we don't even know it? That's scary. That's scary. We need Samuels and Elias to rise up and teach our generation. You need to live your lives anchored in the Word of God, the written Word of God, and spoken personal Word of God. Hmm? Anchoring ourselves in the Word of God is vital in today's world. Everybody say vital. We're bombarded with countless voices and distractions that pulls us away from God's truth. With so much chaos and negativity around us, it's easy to lose our way and become miserable. However, everybody say however. By regularly Immersing ourselves in God's word, we can ground ourselves in unchanging truth and experience the joy and peace that comes with the life lived in relationship with God. To main spiritual health and well-being, we must be intentional. Everybody say intentional. About prioritizing, say prioritizing, time in anchoring, say anchoring, ourselves in the Word of God and hearing what He is saying to us each day. Hmm? We must be anchored. Look to your neighbor and say, you must be anchored. You have to be tethered. You have to be tethered, tethered, tied, Tight in God's word, tightly. You must be tethered in God's word daily. His word is the only true thing that you could rely on. Hebrews 6, 19 through 20, we read it earlier. It says, we have this hope. Everybody say hope. As an anchor, say anchor, for the soul, firm and secure, how many of you can say your life is firm and secure? Hmm? And you know what Psalm 119.81 says? But my hope is based on your word. That means the word of God is your hope that anchors your soul firm and secure. Romans 15.4, it says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance, say endurance, endurance. 
taught in the scriptures and the encouragement, say encouragement, they provide that we might have hope. You know what that means? That means scripture, the Bible, the word of God gives us endurance and encouragement. Have you been discouraged lately? That means you're not spending right time, the right way in the word of God. That means you're not being intentional about being anchored in the word of God. Hmm? Amen? My sheep hear my voice. God wants every one of us right now to think about our lives. What's missing? What's missing? He's always speaking to us. But we must position ourselves. How? The right posture? You, can, you have to. You, even if you don't feel like it, you have to prioritize. You have to set a time every day to open the Bible. And not only that, listen what, for what God is saying to you. A lot of people say, Pastor Sonny, I don't know how you and Pastor Benjamin do it still. So many accusations, ups and downs. How do you still do it? How do you still believe? How do you still remain encouraged? And you know what? We get discouraged too. You know what? We get hopeless too. But you know what makes us move forward? Because we value the word and we anchor ourselves. When something terrible happens, we always ask, God, what are you doing? And what are you saying? And what should I be doing? And when you hear the personal word of the Lord in your season, it doesn't matter what happens. Will you not experience sadness? Oh, no, no, no. You experience all that emotions, but you're not moved because you are securely anchored in the word of God. Therefore, you will not be drifted away when things don't work out the way they do. A.W. Tozer said this, the person who does not expect to hear from God won't. If you don't spend consistent time in the word of God, that means you don't expect to hear from God, which means then you won't. Hmm? You and I can find stability and security in God's word. Just as an anchor holds a ship, a boat, steady in the midst of the storm, the word of God anchors us and gives us a firm foundation to stand in the midst of challenges that life brings us. The Bible says the word is near you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. The Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. You need some clarity? You need some light in your path? Do you need some encouragement? Do you feel lost? God is saying, look around. There's an anchor on your boat. You need to start using that anchor. It's a simple word. It's a familiar word. We know we're supposed to read the Bible or pray every day. We know. But... It's so familiar, we treat it with contempt. And God is saying, 
today I'm waking you up. I want to renew your love for the Word of God. Your value, that you would value, value, and you value something, you prioritize it. I don't care if I'm tired, if I'm physically exhausted and tired. And even if you say, I'll buy you pho, you want to go? I'll say, no, I'm tired, next time. But if a lady says, I'm hungry, I don't care how exhausted I am. I get myself up to feed my daughter because I prioritize what she eats. Whatever you value, you prioritize. Now, I want to say one thing. What I do is I go through four steps. I get a journal every day. I start with appreciation. Something very, I scan the past 24 hours and think of something very specific to be thankful for. And I write down, God, thank you. Thank you for, I don't know, the salmon that Benjamin made us. It was so delicious. I wonder why. Always be curious why God blessed you with that blessing. I wonder why that I noticed that as a blessing. Could it be? And you wonder in the gift that you're appreciating God for. Because if you just said, thank you for the salmon, and you move on, it does nothing to you. But when you marinate yourself for something that you are thankful for, you are marinating your whole body with the right chemicals so that you're positioning emotionally to hear from God. Without appreciation, thanksgiving, even if God yells at you, right? You can't hear him. So I start with appreciation. And then I go into acknowledgement. The Bible says acknowledge him. Press on to acknowledge God. So no matter what situation, I acknowledge him. God, I acknowledge you in this. I'm scared, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, but I acknowledge you in this. And then third, ask and you shall receive. God, can you help me? Can you help us? God, make a way. And then lastly, anchor. Anchor, you got to open the Bible and not only read it, Choose a portion of the scripture, write it out by word by word so that you have an anchor to go back to throughout that day. And then I pray a prayer using the words of the scripture because the Bible says when the word of God goes out, it does not come back void. So it's more powerful to pray the scriptures over your lives and over your loved ones. I have a Mother's Day gift for you. Come on, youth. I personally made a Lineage Church journal for Mother's Day gift. But then I thought, not only do I want to just bless mothers, I want to bless everyone that comes to church. So I made one for everyone. So our youth, they're going to pass it out. Okay. Promise me. This lineage logo, guys, okay, I bought the journal, I stick it up, I made this just for you, so to encourage you to prioritize your days every day in the Word of God. Can you do this? For next one month, okay, next one month, don't skip a day, every day, will you anchor yourself in the Word of God? Yeah? Did everybody get one? I kind of made a, a bigger one for men because, you know, maybe you write big. I don't know. You could trade it with me later. I know Benjamin would want a big one. Okay? 
All right, did everyone get one? The rest, bring it to the front. And those of you online, treat yourself. Buy yourself a journal. <laughs> okay, bring the rest up here. Okay. Okay, there's more. There's small ones over there that they need over there. Somebody wants small one over there. All right. Now, got one? Okay, if you didn't get one, bring the rest here. Come to me and I'll give it to you. Okay, girls, come to the front. Bring everything to the front so we could end this Sunday. Will you all rise with me? You got it? Did you hear the word? Do you receive it? Are you going to be like Samuel and respond immediately and get up and do it? Or are you going to treat this word with contempt and just not respond? Anchor. It's small for such a big boat. But it secures your boat. Sometimes the word of God seems really powerful and sometimes eh. But you can't go out to the ocean without an anchor. Just like that. You can't start a Monday. You can't start each day without an anchor. Before you go to work, before you start a day, look around. Look for that anchor. Grab that anchor. I don't have time. You don't have time to leave it behind. You'll be lost. You'll be lost in the ocean. The waves and the winds will take you where you don't want to go. And you're going to end up thinking, how in the world did I get here? How do I not believe in God anymore? How do I believe this anymore? How do I not believe this anymore? It's because you forgot the anchor. So next one month, next one month, every day you wake up. Look, come on, look at this. I want you to take a picture in your mind of an anchor so that you will wake up and you remember that you need an anchor. You need the written word of God and you need a spoken word of God that is personal. That you don't move without hearing the personal word of God. That you don't change jobs without hearing the personal word of God. That you don't go through a difficult situation without hearing the personal word of God. You need to hear because without the personal word of God, the accusations, the lies of the enemy will say it's your fault. Will say you're wrong. Will say it's over. There's no hope. But when you are anchored in the word of God, personal word of God, no matter what happens, you are secure and firm. And you're not moved when you don't see what you want to see yet. And that you put your trust not in what you see, but in the Word of God. That you don't put your trust, your faith in this changing world, but you put your trust and faith in the unchanging Word of God. 
with me today. Father, we pray that you would help us to value and honor your word and treat it as something honorable and help us to prioritize, Lord, that, that your word in our lives, God, God, every day, Lord, that we would look around for the anchor, God, that we would spend, even if it's little time, that we would spend our time in the word of God and to fight to hear the personal word, what you are saying and to live our lives anchored in your word. And not to be like the world. Not to become like the world. Not to be colored by the world. Not to be moved by what's going on in the world. But to be firm and secure in your truth. May we know your truth and walk in freedom. May we love your truth and value your truth no matter what the world says. Protect our youth, God. The world bombards their minds with lies. And in this world, lies seem so true and the truth seems so wrong. But Lord, protect our children, our youth to know, God, the truth, the your truth is what's really true that they can rely on. We love you. We thank you. Teach us to anchor ourselves in your word. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.